today on CityCast Pittsburgh. Listen, I hate to tell you the bad news, but it is illegal to pay a fortune teller in Pennsylvania, and you're not allowed to hunt wild animals when they're swimming. CityCast Philly host Trinaynery and I are chatting with a Pennsylvania reporter about some of the weirdest laws in the Commonwealth. It's Tuesday, July 25th. I'm Megan Harris, and here's what Pittsburgh's talking about. I'm with CityCast Philly host Trine. Good morning. Hey. And we're joined by Harrison Can, a reporter at City and State PA, who has looked into some ridiculous laws that are still on the books here in the Keystone State. Hey, Harrison, I can't wait to hear more about this. Yeah, good morning. I'm excited for the talk. So, Harrison, give us a taste of what's coming. Like, what's one weird thing that's illegal somewhere in Pennsylvania? Yeah, as, as many of us know, uh, fishing and hunting are, are big in, in the Commonwealth. And in Pennsylvania, fishing is only legal when using a line or a hook. So using your bare hands is illegal. And on top of that, <laughs> uh, using a particular fish, including goldfish and koi fish as bait, also illegal. I hope no one's doing that. Right. Um, well, there is some fishing happening in Philly. It's um people I see people in the Schuylkill, but I personally wouldn't eat what comes out of that water. <laughs> the color does not look appetizing. I'll no, give it that. No, no, no. And there's Agreed. many other things that come out of that water too. But anyway, <laughs> Pittsburgh's got the mind to contend with the Schuylkill. <laughs> there, there is a funny little loophole with that actually. So technically, if you are holding a line with a hook in one hand and you dip your other hand in the water to catch a fish, that is still legal because you have a, a fishing line in one hand. Interesting. Interesting. I also read that you can't fish with dynamite. Yeah. What? I wonder if fireworks count. I feel like here in <laughs> Pennsylvania, that's something you could do maybe on accident. Maybe I've seen it. <laughs> so what? People were throwing dynamite in, in the waters and like the, the, the fish would pop up? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know <laughs> what the intent is there, but it might be uh, <laughs> casting a wide net, if you want to call it that. Yeah, definitely. One of my favorites here on the western side of the state near Pittsburgh is in a little place called Tarentum. It's actually illegal to tie a horse to a parking meter or a streetlight pole. Dogs are fine, though. You can tie up a dog all day. Interesting. Harrison, what's like a weird law or what's something that's illegal everywhere in PA? Another one that's illegal everywhere in PA pertains to bathrooms and, and bathtubs. And an individual's bedroom can't be more than 200 feet from a bathtub, shower, or a toilet. So so no no accidents at night this time. <laughs> I'm not sure how. I don't know. Like, who who comes up with these laws? Like, who? I don't know. Maybe this was, like, the day of, like, outhouses, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm imagining them kind of like the warning labels that we have on all our products. And you're just like, who in the world messed this up that you feel like you have to put this in writing? Like, that's how I feel about these laws. I want to meet I want to meet the someone who designed their house with a, a bedroom 199 feet away from the from a bathroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> the real estate agents, they'll come for you. Allegedly here in Pittsburgh, you cannot take a mule or a donkey onto a trolley. Um, which I recently learned a lot of old school Pittsburghers think of the trolley is the same thing as like what y'all would call a septic car, which I find hilarious. Like 
I think of a trolley as like an above ground thing, but apparently that is not the old school definition. The underground counts too. So a subway too. You can't bring a mule or a donkey on a subway? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's part of the outlying legal definition. I want to find out. All right, Megan, have you broken any of these rules? Like, did you bring your mule on the trolley car <laughs> without knowing it? <laughs> I don't personally have a mule. I'd love one. Uh, I did sort of break one, I think. I test drove a car once on a Sunday, which I have now learned from these lists. That's not a thing you're allowed to do. All car dealerships are supposed to be closed on Sundays in Pennsylvania um, for the Christian Sabbath. I had no idea. So maybe. I didn't buy it, though. I don't know where the legal line is there. Mm. Harrison, did you uh, break any laws, <laughs> break any of these weird laws? Yeah, uh, like Megan, uh, I, I assume a lot of us have probably broken these these state blue laws or the, the Sunday laws, as, as many of us know them. Um, one of the original ones was prohibiting sports, musical and theatrical performances on Sundays prior to 1 p.m. Really? Yeah, prior to what? 1 p.m. So, so the Eagles oh, and Steelers okay. are perfectly fine. But I definitely have had some sort of practice game or meet on a Sunday morning. So I've definitely broken that one. Oh, yeah. I also may have once ridden very briefly in a boat that was being towed while on the highway. Didn't know I was breaking a lot. And the car was kind of full and it was very short. I feel kind of bad now. <laughs> that one at least makes a little safety sense. It does. It does. I didn't think it was the right choice at the time. <laughs> The show today is brought to you by an incredible local resource, AIDS Free Pittsburgh, and their pledge to end the HIV AIDS epidemic in Allegheny County by 2030. If that is a cause that is close to your heart, make sure you're around for their biggest event of the summer, the sixth annual Too Hot for July. It is a party, but it is also a chance to get confidential HIV and STI testing for free, plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep yins happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th. Yes, July is in the name, but the event is in May. Don't get confused. May 30th from 4 to 10 p.m. There will be DJ sets, a health fair and marketplace, a ballroom-inspired dance battle, cash bar, food trucks, and more. Plus, a performance by Tony Award winner Alex Newell, a.k.a. Unique, from Glee. This is all thanks to True Tea Pittsburgh and so many folks doing the good work out here in the community. So do not miss out. Learn more at TooHotForJuly.com. Harrison, have you dug into some of the backstories behind why these laws are laws? Yeah, a lot of these laws were were put in place a long time ago, or in cases in, in like that, I would assume there was some one-off sort of harm or injury to somebody. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of these old ones, especially at the local level, the ordinances are, are hard to track, so you, you can't even really find the history behind it. <laughs> right. Now, there is this one law in Danville. You can't sing in public. There's no yelling, shouting, hooting, whistling in public, in the public streets, particularly between the hours of 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. as to not annoy and dis or disturb the quiet comfort of people, of office, dwellings, hotel, and any other type of residence. 
uh, what? <laughs> How could you even like enforce that or try to enforce that? And that would be kind of ridiculous and a, I think a waste of resources. Yeah, I think uh, these bizarre laws are often not enforced, though some still uh, remain on the books. And uh, particularly at the municipal level, these old statutes and these ordinances are often kept in place, uh, mostly just because a repeal process can be time consuming and expensive. And I doubt these these local leaders want to be spending their, uh, you know, their weekly meetings, you know, withdrawing some donkey or mule ordinance. <laughs> Is there a way that you recommend to be able to, you know, look up some of these old laws and see like, you know, we see them on lists on the Internet, but that doesn't always mean that they're real or they're still real. Uh, anything you recommend? Yeah, uh, at the statewide level, you can look up the code through the Pennsylvania Bulletin. Uh, the PA code is is entirely online. That's where I was able to to fact check a lot of these ones regarding the bedroom and the and the fishing. Um, the, those those <laughs> those line items are right there within the state's code. Would it be hard to get rid of these laws? It, it depends on the case, I guess. Um, at, at the state level, they've certainly gotten rid of some of these older laws. A lot of the the Sunday laws, those blue ones, have gone by the wayside. We, we can now buy liquor on Sundays, um, stuff like that. So they, they are attempting to modernize the system a little bit. Yeah, the liquor laws in particular really strike me because, you know, we've we've evolved a little since our Quaker upbringing. Uh, but there's a, we can get a few more things in the grocery store. Um, seems like we're moving a little closer to privatization. Nice to know that we can we can change. We can glow up. <laughs> so what if some of these laws are things that people actually agree with? Like um, I'm thinking of the one don't barter your children. That seems like a good rule. Uh, is it still enforceable? That's a great question. Uh, I would assume it's still enforceable and we would hope so. And yeah, I, I don't think that's one that uh, is too unpopular. Where did that one come from? Do you know? I, I couldn't find the exact uh, source, but my inclination would be thinking back to the, the Great Depression when there were, you know, some people in some really bad financial situations actually attempting to, to barter their children away and get rid of their debt. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. The one that I kind of like, I think it's kind of weird, uh, is that you can't get married by a minister here if you are visibly drunk. So <laughs> they want to make sure you're making the right decision for your life. <laughs> I think I've been to a, probably a couple of weddings where <laughs> that was a there was a thin line between whether the, the groom was ready or not. <laughs> Shouldn't, maybe shouldn't have proceeded. So is there anything bad that can happen if one of these outdated laws doesn't get changed or repealed over time? Uh, yeah, there, there's some cases where these, these have actually been prosecuted. Uh, one of the few reported cases of a fortune-telling prohibition within the state uh, took place just a few years ago. Oh, we can't, we're not allowed to fortune tell? I feel like I've had tarot read. Does that count? Yeah, it, apparently it is illegal within the state to use fortune telling as a means of, of of profiting. You know, convincing someone that you can alter their life uh, for profit. Um, in 2015, a, a Philadelphia woman was charged with with fortune telling, theft by unlawful taking, and theft by deception in in Chester County after uh, convincing a woman to pay tens of thousands of dollars to to lift a oh cloud of uh, quote unquote spells and curses to lift that off of her. Oh, gosh, I hate that this was a Philadelphia woman. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but not in Philly, not in Philly. Yeah, and it actually wasn't even it wasn't even this this woman's uh, first time. She had been previously convicted in, in other states uh, for doing the same type of spiel. And e- particular to this case, which I found uh, you know increasingly troubling as I read it, uh, the, the victim here was even persuaded to to stop taking her her prescribed mental health medication and instead was told no. to buy candles, oils, perfumes, and, and crystals to help ward off the evil spirits. That's terrible. Well, let's bring up the mood just a teeny bit before we let you go, Harrison. I'm curious if there are any laws that you think we should have that you wish we had. Personally, I could do with a shorter work week. That's mine. Ooh, I like that one. <laughs> I think we would all be on board with that one. Um, I, I think I'd have to bring it back to the liquor laws. Uh, you know, we are starting to see, like we had mentioned, some some little bit more uh, leeway in, in the sale of alcohol and beer. Uh, I think we should yeah, just double down. Like if you're I've been driven through Delaware or some southern states where you can get beer and wine at a at a gas station. And I don't think that's too far off from us. Trinae, do you have any? Hmm. All Put right. You well, on the spot. I don't Harrison, I have a pet peeve with the use of the word John in Philadelphia. <laughs> so it must be on the books. We got to get this on the books. Please do not use John for profit <laughs> in the wrong way. <laughs> No John pandering from politicians. Exactly. <laughs> See, we're pro jag off over here. Use it to abandon. Do it. <laughs> All right. That was Harrison Can, a reporter for City and State PA and CityCast Philly host, Trinae Neri. Thanks, y'all, for joining me. This was fun. Yes, this was fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. A little policing news before you go. Businesses and homeowners on the south side should be seeing more officers on and around East Carson Street, especially Thursdays through Sundays. The area is technically an entertainment district and one that's historically catered to a younger, maybe rowdier crowd. But after a string of shootings earlier this month, even the Carson Street Saloon temporarily closed its doors. Co-owner Brian Vettier told KDKA that he's been begging for a curfew for underage kids to keep the parties out of parked cars. and that he'd rather just close the bar than risk his employees' lives. Data analyzed by the Trib shows that arrests are way down from a few years ago. The Bureau says that they've made 25 arrests so far this year from January to June. And a new study came out about the police bureau's staffing numbers. The city budgets for 900 officers citywide, and it's currently employing about 787. Now, the officers themselves and the union leadership that represent them say that that is a massive understaffing situation. They called it, quote, crisis level. But this new study commissioned by Mayor Ed Ganey says that they have plenty of people to do their patrol work. And in fact, that some of those officers should probably be moved to more specialized departments. The new police chief, Larry Scarato, told reporters that he's committed to getting the bureau back up to that 900 officer figure. And a new academy class started this week. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you've got an idea for a show, we hope you'll get in touch. You can call or text us or leave a voicemail at 412-212-8893. Make sure you're subscribed to that Hey Pittsburgh newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Talk to y'all soon.
Well, sorry that I did the two, the two uh, examples that I brought were so depressing. It's Pennsylvania. Uh, uh, it's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania's weird, you know? What are you going to do?